With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, we got a Monday night game going on that right now. Right. A lot of people biting their fingernails, but the drive for 25 is still alive. The Ravens get into the end zone. Anthony Brown throws a touchdown pass. They now lead the Commanders 21-17 midway through the third quarter, trying to win their 25th consecutive preseason game. It didn't look good, Mike. No. Halftime, they're losing. You don't know what kind of speech John Harbaugh is going to give his team about the second half and winning and the pride of Baltimore and all this stuff. But here they are now. They answer with a big drive here in the third Yeah, quarter. I mean, you had a huge drive with Sam Howell to end the half. They go in with the lead. And then Vokalek is the on the receiving end of that touchdown from Brown. That is the first Nebraska Cornhuskers highlight in about a decade. Well, I think since Trev Alberts. I think you got to go back to Trev Alberts. That's the last time. Amon Green running the ball. I mean, guys like that, I mean, go back a, wh- a mile. Uh, we could bring back uh, many, many 
legendary running backs. But, yeah, I mean, the Ravens refuse to lose. Anthony Brown, Josh Johnson getting after it. Melvin Gordon even getting some time in, in the backfield for the They Ravens. want to win, man. They want Look, Washington might have to put Sam Howell back in the game. He had a huge first half. Yeah, he did. They have to, might have to put him back in to win this. They don't, they don't want the Ravens to get to 25 on their turf, considering how close this rivalry is. They, they don't want them to win whatever – you know, pretend they get a piece of plastic. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there is. Look, the Jets and Giants play the Snoopy Bowl. I'm sure there's something the, going the on The Beltway here. Cup or something like yeah, that. It could yeah. be a, or it could be a Beltway belt. It could no, you might actually like a win a belt. Heavyweight belt like yeah, you're, you're, you're uh, just, a WWE. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that it's expensive, but I think it's a belt of some kind. That's well, I mean, get. you could order those as a uh, champion instead of a trophy for your fantasy leagues. I'm sure mm. they can uh, dial one up pretty pretty easily and uh, get one that looks even more uh, towards the authentic side of things. But a nice half for Sam Howell uh, as he, Told you. he gets I, his number one. We liked him a couple of years ago and watching him, and I'll I'll trust what Enemy's got in terms of personnel there. Obviously, we keep an eye Terry McLaurin, as you heard in Steve up, Steve's update, rolled up a bit, leaves with a toe injury, looked pretty salty, and if you could read lips, I can't do it here on the radio because – the FCC will find me a lot of money. Uh, but uh, hopefully nothing too serious there, but a great drive from Howell and, and a lot of optimism that this offense can get something kicking for Ron Rivera. Tell you, all three rookie quarterbacks uh, or, or all new starting quarterbacks that we've talked about a lot this year, Howell, Ritter, Love, they're all going to be fine. Howell, Howell could have been – he could once upon a time, he could have been the number one pick in the draft. I mean, you could – Well, was, and then he, he had to go and about. play for North Carolina again. Yeah. Well, then you know, he, he did take a circuitous route to, to where he's at right yeah. now. But here he is starting. He's got weapons around him. And, yes, McLaurin's injury is big. But uh, TJ clearly – Dotson performance getting it done as he had five catches in the first half. They still have a lot of guys throw the ball too. Curtis Samuel's still a dangerous gadget type player. You can get him the ball a little bit. Uh, you, you're fine. I think Washington Washington will be fine. Doesn't mean they're going to go to the playoffs. Nah, the they're Super good Bowl, enough to screw things they're up. They're going to be fine. Exactly. They're, they're good enough to be seven and ten. No, Don't but worry about it. They'll be seven they're and ten. good enough to screw up the hopes of the other NFC East teams. Yeah, and they'll be just good enough. But not good, en- not not good enough to win. But just good enough to be. Do we run this back another year? Do we run? Is, do you, I mean, we were seven and ten. Do we run it back? And we finally got out from under Snyder and all that. Do we run it back? Do we run it back? I don't know. Uh, I'm already back. starting to write the speech for Ron Rivera to uh, Josh Harris as um, to what he's going to need to say to try to keep his job if they do go seven and ten. I mean, if the Commanders win this game, is this the biggest on-field result for the Commanders in a decade? Is, the, is this you know the what? biggest it, it, result? It, it could be. If they win this game and they break this streak, I don't. I, you got to go back to when RG3 was playing, I think, to find something better on the field. Trying to think of playoff wins, playoff – I mean, playoff appearances. So they made the 2020 playoffs. Mm-hmm. Nah, 2015 still, this is, this is bigger. Couple nah, this of, is well, bigger. I mean, you've seen a bunch of wild card berths. We haven't mm. seen anything. No uh, – you had the 20 – 2005 team that lost in the division round to the Seahawks. But other than that, yeah, it's been a minute. We got to yeah, go back to it, Joe man. Gibbs era and stuff. And they are not going gentle into that good night. They are in Ravens territory trying to break this streak. They are not going to just lay down and say, hey, here come our second and third stringers. Look at this. Jason. Jacoby Brissett said, I want some some of this action too. What do you got Timmy Brosberg? Smith is in the game now running the ball for, for Washington. Speaking of plays on the field, Jason, what, what, do you got what, for what Zach Wilson did on Saturday night is better than anything that they can do tonight. 
What, what, why, why suddenly you just got to just throw Zach Wilson in for no <laughs> Did reason? Did you see that play? Why, why are you throwing for it? It was an I can't unbelievable stop watching run. The gift, man. It's crazy. I know, I know. It's Zach. Well, I mean, it's, it's the only good thing in the game. He's but just doing things an, uh, every week that Aaron Rodgers can't do, Mike. I, I know. This I'm telling true. you. First, the he 57 yard bomb. No, that's right. Yeah. Then this huge run. Hey, when he has to play because Rodgers will miss time for whatever reason because no, you know it's going to happen, yeah, I'm feeling a little bit better about Zach Wilson being in there. Look at a that. A tiny bit better. Just a couple of months of hanging out around the aura. Did he do a darkness retreat? Has he attempted ayahuasca? I mean, all of these questions inquiring minds have about a young Zach Wilson. Well, he used to throw the football like he was in a darkness retreat because, you know, where it was going, he may as well have been in the dark. Ooh. Did he see ghosts like Sam Darnold? No, no, no. If he Not saw that ghosts, he's admitted to, I he, guess. He might have seen where to throw the football if he saw ghosts. I think he was in completely, he was in pitch black, and he couldn't see anything. Why you like, like a Mets really cleanup bad. hitter, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Mets are winning tonight, okay? We're going to beat the Braves for one time. Wow. Ever. All right? Just, 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 let, 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 this, uh, let You let actually still follow tonight. who they're playing? Good let the you. Mets have tonight. Let you still follow who they're playing? Of course I do. We're tanking for Caleb Williams. We got to make sure we don't win too many games. Hey, he's we ready for Caleb week Williams, zero, man. baby. Yeah, you're ready. All the Caleb Williams honks are uh, in <laughs> midseason form already. They're going to go 12 and 0 to round out their final season in nah, Pac-12 nah, nah, No, 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 screw it. What do I tell you? Never again with with USC. I'm never picking them to win anything big again. <laughs> They'll win just to the point where you need them to win then they're going to lose. That's USC. Well, you know, Mike, I hate to say I told you so. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like to do that. I, I I don't like to do it. It's very difficult. However, when I feel like I can be an NFL insider, yeah, we got to bring it up. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and clearly looking for some home improvement. Jonathan Taylor has been given permission to seek a trade away from the Indianapolis Colts. Adam Schefter breaking that story earlier today. They'll be seeking, quote, significant trade compensation for Taylor. More on that in a second. But now teams can call. They can figure things out and try to get a trade for Jonathan Taylor. Now, you've heard a lot of this story today. This broke a few hours ago. And look, we told you it was two weeks ago. This is going to end with Taylor getting traded. Why? Because this was not your typical, I want more money, I'm holding out. Hey, let's see what we can do. Can we figure out some Band-Aid money? When Jim Ursay decided to go scorched earth right away with his, if I die and, and Jonathan Taylor's out of the league in a year, no one's going to care about us, he decided to make it combative with his best player, and there was no coming back from that. Zero. There's, if you're Taylor, how do you come back and say, yeah, I'll go play for this guy who just basically said, I'm not nearly important, right? You're the best player on the team. Rushing champion who you are saying, hey, this guy's going to make life on our rookie quarterback a lot easier if we can run the ball at all this season. And he decided to make it combative and to turn it into, I don't like the fact that you asked for a trade for whatever reason, and this is why the Colts don't win, because Jim Irsay decides, oh, I'm going to get involved in things when he should just stay out of it. But no, 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 I got to weigh in on this. And even though he's upset, he couldn't read the room and understand that a lot of running backs are upset. They're not getting paid. I get it. It stinks. I'm just going to be quiet. No, 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 no. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to insult my best player. And now Jonathan Taylor is going to play for another team. There was no way forward two weeks ago. And that's what you're finding out right now. Ta-da. We told you then. We told you on August 8th. I got the tweet. I got everything. Yeah. We told you August 8th. This is how it's going to end. And look now, this is how it's going to yeah, end. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little disappointed in Ursay. And the front really? office. Really? How could you be dis- to- Could you really expect him to do the right thing? You're disappointed. No, no, you no, expect no, no. him to do something. No, no, no. But that's, that's what I'm, I'm disappointed that he's saying, "Hey, go, go seek a trade." Because here's the thing: um, 
what's not being said in all of this is there's no guarantee just like James Harden trying to get out and Daryl Morey saying, Hey, we haven't gotten a good enough offer that a team comes with a good enough offer that they're happy with. Right. Cause they're saying it's got to be commensurate with a number one pick. Now we saw a pathway last year when we saw uh, the McCaffrey deal, right? Second round pick number 61 overall, 23, third round pick, 23, fourth round pick, and then a 2024 fifth round pick. I mean, that's, that's, that was the haul that Carolina got from San Francisco. Okay. So you can go down that path. Is that commensurate with a number one overall pick? Or not overall, but a number one uh, pick? No, it's not. It's four guys that are mid-rounders, basically, that, that you're hoping are contributors, let alone guys that are going to come in and be stars. Is Jim Ursay going to be happy with any of that? No, he's not. So I, I don't know how much really has changed here, except for the fact that I'm really looking for the Dolphins to come strong. Let me tell you why. <laughs> Dalvin Cook goes to your Jets. Fine. Dolphins, as much as we talk about depth, they got a lot of positions of strength on that squad. Running back, they got a bunch of Jags. Well, and none of those guys just got hurt st- this weekend. You're still waiting to find out how a chain's going to be. Yeah, that's I mean, fine. But, it, but was he going to? He was going to be part of a committee. He was not going to be a 20, 20 carry, twenty five touch back. He was going to be part of a committee with a bunch of other guys. Here's your opportunity to go get an A list number one guy. Push all in. Push all in. If you're if any team is going to do it. And you can throw up two, you know, middle birds to the New York football jets in the process <laughs> for Dalvin Cook snubbing you in whatever you had offered him. This that would be the team I would say go get it. Go and, and make it happen. Now, Ursay, again, from the Colts perspective, saying, hey, go find a trade. Okay, that's fine. That's part of the way. Now a team's got to actually come over the top and give you a, a deal that's worth it. Otherwise, you're probably going to be more than content to let Taylor go. The other thing is, I mean, that is just some soft skin stuff. So some really soft tissue stuff. If this is, if what uh, Ursay said was the thing that, you know, really broke it all between the Colts and, and where they're at right now, the, the fact that he said, well, he yeah, wants in a couple years Well, he wants to get paid, and he knows he's not getting, well, that's the thing. It's not that he said it. It's that he knows there's no way he's getting paid by the Colts, right? He knows there's no, so now no, I got to go get paid But there was no way else. he was going to get paid now. There's no way I'm getting paid. Well, now well, he's why, hoping. But why do you pay him before you have to? Right, exactly. It goes but, back to the old rule of thumb. Yeah, but you got to go through a whole other year. Yeah, but Ursay's basically said, "I'm not going to pay you at all. You're not important well, he didn't to us." Say that. You're not important. If you if I die and you leave the game, nobody's going to care. He's saying, that, "I'm not moving mountains for you now. You're under contract. Much, Get to yeah, camp." No, that's pretty. That's much what saying, he's saying. That's pretty much saying, "I'm not going to pay you." That's pretty much, and that's insulting your best player. And he's not going to get paid, and he wants out. And you know what? And I I hear you. Look, Miami would be a great move for him. And there's there's lots of teams that would jump in because you know what? I disagree. I think this is an actual a great. Marketing thing by by the Colts to say we want a first round pick or the equivalent of one because here's Jonathan Taylor who's a really good running back top three at worst top five running back in the NFL there's teams that need him okay the equivalent of a first round pick is a second and a third the equivalent no in, in two different years is the <laughs> no is, it's is, not is two seconds the equivalent of a first round sure it is if you're talking about a team if you're a team that you know you're going to finish high and you're going to finish in the mid twenties that's a first round pick that's a first round pick. Right, So two seconds is basically the equivalent of a first or a second and a third. They'll be able to move him pretty fast. I, I don't think this is going to take very long. I think you're going to have teams that are – you're going to have a lot of teams jump in. They're going to take the best offer. Uh, because by saying you need Taylor. a first-round pick, aren't you giving him the love that uh, 
give him the love that you're you're everybody else is proclaiming and and you included that that he's not getting from the squad. It's like we recognize your importance, but you also have to recognize where we're at in the finances of this world. Well, yeah, we don't we have just, to pay you yet. Yeah, that's it. We don't. We, we, but we want a first round pick, but we're not going to. We don't think that we have to pay you. It, this value is not overwhelming. I, I really expect to hear the Colts say, "We want two firsts and a second. We want the what's the, the McCaffrey package plus because he's younger. He's not as it's not as injury prone. It's we not want as a, injury they, prone. They he just played eleven games. That's they the other part simple. of the argument. Right. You know, right. He missed uh, half a year. This, uh, this is one year that he that he missed time. McCaffrey has missed a bunch of time over the course of his career and was healthy last year. They got lucky last year that he stayed healthy. This is this is a pretty easy cut and dried thing. Hey, we're not going to make it too difficult we want a first round pick or the equivalent and the the equivalent could be a second and a third a second and a fourth who knows what it could be but that's what they want and that's what they're going to get and somebody that needs a running back and there's lots of teams that are contenders say hey we give it we're going to finish in the in the in the 20s this year most likely or what if we gave a second and a third a second last year a third the next year no that could easily work i think this gets done pretty fast I think by the end of this week, by the end of this week, it's Monday. By the end of this week, Jonathan Taylor has a new team. 40% of his rushing yards came in two games. I could do this all day long. Mm. I got plenty of reasons for why the Colts are saying, show me. Wow. You are, well, look, they, they want to get rid of him. I'm not well, saying they don't. They don't want to get rid of him. They want him to recognize what the world is. They, they just said you can go get, go get a trade. I, I think That doesn't mean they want to get rid of that's him. Like, that's like saying if you're dating somebody and say, hey, it's okay for you to go, go out in the world. Go, go out in the world and date somebody else. It'll be fine. It'll be absolutely fine. Go date somebody else. I'll be here. It's going to be a – people, you don't do that. You don't do that. He'll be gone by end of the week. End of the week, he'll be gone. I bet you. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, we're going to welcome in somebody right now who is extremely stressed out, so please excuse his appearance with us. He is longtime NFL insider, Odyssey, Washington Post. In Baltimore, it's Jason Lock and Fora as the Ravens drive for 25. They are holding on by a thread, a one-point lead in the fourth quarter where their 24-game preseason win streak is on the line. Jay, how you holding up? Man, I got I got a couple of different $5 bets that hinge on this Washington money line. So, uh, yeah, look, I, I thought this thing would end here, and we'll find out. We still have a fourth quarter to go. But uh, recent events with the uh, commandos turning the ball over, deep in their own territory, and then uh, jumping offside here, not, not great. Not great, but we'll see. It, it is ridiculous that. I mean, they just showed on the broadcast here, 
you know, a shot of the game the last time the Ravens lost in the preseason like eight years ago to Atlanta. Yeah. And there's like a picture of like a PR guy standing around Harbaugh, and I'm like, I don't even remember that dude. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, like, I don't even remember the PR. Like, how, how freaking long ago is that? <laughs> they disappeared you know? that guy long ago. First of all, they showed Dan Quinn, and I was thinking that this was Mike Smith territory. You know what I mean? Like, I, so sure. I'm surprised it was Dan Quinn, but I'm not good with years. And then I'm like, who is that dude standing around Harbaugh with the Ravens golf shirt on? Like, I don't remember that guy at all. <laughs> and I certainly didn't remember the quarterback or who the quarterback threw the ball to in the end zone. Whoever, the, whatever Ravens impersonator was wearing number 35 that day, uh, eight years ago. But the, 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 the interesting thing is, or it's probably not interesting at all, but it's a fact. We had, you know, we tasked one of our producers last summer with going through the box score of all, at that point it was like 22 games or whatever, of the streak and compiling the leaders. You know what I mean? So who's the leading passer and completion percentage and touchdown passes? Who's the leading receivers? Who were the leading rushers? And, like, we didn't even remember most of the dudes. You know what I mean? And those were, like, the individual leaders of, you know, during this streak who has contributed the most. So it's not like, you know, it was this testament to their, you know, unwavering depth and this or that. I mean, I think there's a fair amount of dumb luck in it, but whatever. It looks like, it, you know, we'll see. Now they're hey going to be up look, two scores here, so whatever. Washington won the Super Bowl in 92. If they pull off this win tonight, it's the best it's bigger. win since yeah. then. Yeah. yeah, best win 30 years. 30 years, biggest <laughs> biggest game since Mark Rippon won Super Bowl MVP beating the Bills. Yeah, and the thing is, most of their Super Bowls were marred by, like, labor strife. You know what I mean? Like, they had better scabs than other people and stuff like that. I actually think if they pulled this off, this would be a cleaner. This would almost be a cleaner victory. And Josh Harris, who I think had had a couple of uh, Sarsaparillis before uh, he got on air with Troy and the boys. Um yeah, this would be the big. This would be the biggest win, you know, a huge win for Josh Harris. Obviously, I, I really did enjoy when Joe Buck was gesturing, you know, with his hands and, and he got the and random ha- handshake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Aikman did everything he could to not laugh. One thing though for Washington, I mean, you got to be impressed with what Sam Howell's put up here. Yeah. in these couple of preseason games, feel pretty good about him. Yeah, I mean, look, they're going against backups here. I mean, Baltimore dressed nobody, you know, um, defensively, which is part of the reason I thought they'd lose this game. Um, but yes, Sam Howe did what you'd want him to do, which which is look the part against guys who are fighting for roster spots on the other side. Um, I thought the Washington's offensive line held up much better than the week before, and yeah, Sam Howe would probably have you know a, I think he held, well look he certainly held the ball too long twice, and once was a bad sack. Um, his ball placement was off on one of the final throws of the half, but everything else looked pretty good. What I like is just his feet his mobility, his ability to adjust the pocket side to side, and then realizing when it's time to start climbing that pocket and try to push the ball downfield. So, I, you know, I like his eyes. I like his feet. Um, you know, that's a team with a six-and-a-half win total. I mean, that, I mean, they won eight last year. Like, I, I you know, and the NFC is pretty watered down. I, I think that Vegas and a lot of people out there – um, being a little too pessimistic on, on Washington. Well, just wait, because maybe Washington, one of those other teams, going to fork over that first-round pick or oh, the equivalent boy. of it for Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> and suddenly they're looking pretty good. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, like, we didn't we just go this, through this with Austin Eckler, like, early in the offseason when nobody had spent any money yet? You know what I mean? And you had your whole budget, and, you know, he's obviously a very complete back and can do things in the passing game, even a little bit more than Jonathan Taylor. Like, how did that work out? What ended up happening there? Right? They ended up kissing and making up and, you know, throwing some incentives in, and right? I mean... I don't know, guys. This late in the game, for a guy who's sort of been basically out of all of camp and, like, was he a little bit banged up or wasn't he? And how much money is he going to want? And It's just, I don't know. I, 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 I you know, the McCaffrey thing last year was different because that was in season and that was the heat of the chase, right? And that was a team that had lost. Well, they were down to what Brock Purdy, and everybody's like, "What the hell's a Brock Purdy?" And so I think they felt like, right, they they had to make the run game even that much more robust. So at this moment in time, when most teams are saying, "Hey, we kind of like this back, we kind of like that back," we found a guy in the fifth round. We think we found a guy on the street to go and give up a two and a three, or you know what I mean, something like that. Or I I, I don't know, man. I. I don't know who's sitting there saying we're a Jonathan Taylor away, you know? And and then, again, there's just all the concerns that come with that position, and is he going to hold up through the course of the season? And So I, I, I don't think this timing is working in anyone's favor. I just want him to go down to Miami so he adds some stress to Smith's life, Jason. That's really all I'm looking for. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah, he, he, he may be the quintessential, you know, Jets buster. So we'll see. Yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, Jason Lock and Four with us here. The Jason Smiths with Mike Harmon live from the Tyrec.com studios. You know what? What I keep can't getting past Jay, and I, I I know it's you know we're getting into this is is that how Jim Ursay decided to take this situation and turn it combative. Where he, yeah. he, he doesn't see that, hey, running backs are upset. They're having a Sunday. Right. They're all on a Zoom call now. Let me just not say anything. Nope. I got to jump in and say if I died and Taylor was gone, nobody would care. Right. I don't see how he comes back to the. If you're Jonathan Taylor, you're going, wow, you, not only are you never going to pay me, you don't value me. I'm never stepping on the field for you again. Yeah, I mean, that's just easier said than done because you don't have the real money yet and you've got to play this out to get the real money. And if you don't come back by a certain point, your contract just tolls, right? And what did I really accomplish here? Ask Le'Veon Bell. So I I get that, but, like, I I don't know who's breaking his fall. You know, I, I... I just don't. This isn't a scenario where like the Colts need to move him because it's a cumbersome contract and they got to create cap space. You know, like he's not making anything, and if he's ever going to make anything, he's got to probably play this out this year. Or, you know, someone comes and threads this needle of yeah, we're going to give you the picks and we're going to pay him too, and we're going to do it all right now. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Right before the season starts, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I. I don't know. Like I, I, I don't see it. I really don't. And I didn't see it for Austin Eckler either. And maybe it'll play out differently here. But my instincts are no. I mean, people are talking like about Buffalo. This guy wants real money. I don't think Buffalo's going to do that for a running back now. You know, same thing with Miami. I mean, they didn't win the, the bidding war for uh, – Dalvin Cook, and that required, you know what I mean, no draft pick or anything compensation. They're going to do it for Jonathan Taylor now? 
and, and reset the running back market for? I mean, some people are talking about the Bears. I, I don't know. You know, how far like how far away are the Bears? I mean, to me, they're at least a couple years away. So now you're talking about a guy who's, what, 29 at that point in time or 28? I don't know. Still coming off an injury, as you said, and then we don't know how much of that is the off season. You know what you're really uh, getting when you open the box. I mean, yeah, so. I, I just think this is something that the hunky tonk man should have let happen a long time ago. Like Ursay, to your point, botched this in a lot of different ways, and instead of picking a fight with this guy or you know sort of daring him to hold out, you you should have just you should have told the agent back in you know April or May, hey. All right, this is what we have. If we're nowhere close, or you know what I mean, if 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 we're not even in the discussion on an extension, then why don't you? Like well, at the same time, Austin Eckler was out there. Why don't you go see, go find this magic team who you think is going to satisfy us and you. And if you can't find it, then guess what? You'll probably be coming back to us to play for what we want you to play for. Hey, Jay, uh, you mentioned it really quick uh, a couple seconds ago. We, we've seen the last few days not be great days for one of the teams we expect to be Super Bowl contender, the Buffalo Bills. They don't look great this weekend. Now we get reports maybe Stephon Diggs is not happy. He refutes them. Uh, I, I, you know, I know that we're sitting in preseason. The Bills are really talented, but wow, I don't like anything that's gone on with them since the last since the season ended. And I have to wonder if their window was still open at this point because now suddenly you get all these whispers and stuff hanging around the team as they're getting ready for the season. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of, a, I guess, maybe a contrarian on this because I, I think a lot of this stuff's getting overblown and I think they, they know how to win football games and they've won a lot of football games. And I, I think they still have some elite talent there. And... um I still like them as the best team in that division. So I don't think Stephon Diggs is going anywhere. No, I also don't think they're going to be able to, like, like I think their days of, you know, making acquisitions for Von Miller and doing bold stuff in season. I don't know if the owner's given them the financial bandwidth, and they're obviously their cap situation is quite different now than it was two or three years ago. So I, I don't know that they're poised to um, – add to the roster like in season as they have in the past. But I also don't think they're – I don't think they've fallen behind anybody else in their division. And I think if you get in and you've got, you know, a relatively healthy Bills team and a relatively healthy Josh Allen, you've got more than a puncher's chance. And I, I think they're getting in. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Lockenfora. That is at Jason Lockenfora. Check him out on Odyssey, Washington Post. Jay, as always, appreciate your time. And, uh, you know, hey, this drive for 25, I understand. Mm, Jacoby oh, Brissett, man. Uh, you just got the pick, pick, baby. What's going on here? <laughs> he played better than that all year in the regular season with the Browns. Now he's throwing interceptions to backups. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy, Jay. Take it easy. <laughs> The streak lives. <laughs> oh, there goes Jay. Awesome, awesome <laughs> stuff. Coming up next, excuses for one huge loss we've talked about a lot the last few days just have to stop. That's coming up next right here. Jason and Mike, this is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs> Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. So the commanders trying to win this game, or at least tie it, maybe snap the Ravens' 24 preseason game win streak, just got stopped on a two-point conversion. Jake Fromm throwing his first pass since he did for Georgia in 2017. Uh, the Ravens with a two-point lead now, four minutes left to go. A huge stop, Mike Harmon. The streak might live. We were just talking about if they'd gotten the two-point conversion, what would happen, you know, because there's no overtime. Yeah. Right? And play to a tie, then it becomes a, you know, just unbeaten streak. It's an unbeaten streak, As opposed yes. to winning streak. Mm-hmm. But you recognize the when the Ravens scored earlier, they did set up to go for two, and then they had a penalty. Yeah, uh, and then ended yeah. up having to kick the extra point instead. Couldn't like, ah, oh, come on, they were going for the dagger. <laughs> <laughs> Make it a two-possession game. Uh, so we'll have more football coming up in a few minutes. Again, four minutes left to go. The Raven Street, and all they're doing is putting it on the broadcast. Keep watching, please. Keep watching. Twenty-four <laughs> game win streak. Thing please ever. don't turn off. This is great. Yeah, but. the uh, original line was three. Ravens favored, and then it got up to uh, seven and a half in live mm-hmm. betting. So there you go. But some look coming off this weekend, we saw the end of the Women's World Cup and Spain wins the World Cup and they beat England. What a game. And it was a great game. It was a great game. But all, most of the games, the, the semifinals and the final game, they were terrific. There was so much energy and excitement. And Spain wins despite the fact that and this story is getting out there now that people are starting to understand this. They did not have 12 of their best players. 12. Yeah of their best players because 15 players didn't like head coach Jorge Vilda. Didn't like him. Didn't yeah, like- we talked about this before yep. the tournament started, yep. looking at each other going, all right, yeah. what, what happens now? Now, they did get the uh, Bayundor winner to come back and play, sure. which turned out to be a big deal. But still, you're talking about missing 12 of your best players and still Spain goes on to win the World Cup. 
it is absolutely time to stop saying that it's about sweatsuits and commercials why the u.s women's national team lost okay stop spain spain lost 12 of their 15 best players and they still won the women's world cup the united states wasn't good enough they need big changes both in coaching and personnel the personnel is not good enough you lost to a team that didn't have you you saw a team win that was missing 12 of its best players and they still found a way to go win i don't think doing a commercial or wearing sweatsuits or making a, a a manager pick up some clothes that you throw on the ground is a reason why you're not winning you want to talk about that being systemic look this is thrown out there carly lloyd others have thrown out there what they've thought about the united states women's team it's different i get that and i understand that's part of the culture of the team but that that has no bearing on winning and losing. When you're seeing what Spain is able to overcome to win, th- this is just an excuse. The team's not good enough. You, we talked about it a lot. What was it 12 players playing in their first World Cup? A lot of them probably playing in their last World Cup because the United States needs wholesale changes if they're going to compete even next year in the Olympics. Because this was they've they've gone from we are a huge we are the power in the world and we lose our first game in the knockout round. They need big. They just aren't good enough, and nobody wants to say it. Well, a lot of question marks, finding the strikers. Yeah, you miss players due to injury. You had that big chasm of first-timers, 14 uh, total versus the outgoing. And everybody with – we talk about it a lot in sports where you got, like, different pathways and the fact that you had no practice time together because of the NWSL. Here you had a common enemy, right, in your head coach of Vilda. Uh, and then, obviously, Luis Rubiales, the, the president – you know, kissing people as they go to the podium. It's like you have the common enemy to to rally and go through as as well. So you know, for the Spanish players, uh, you watched how effective they were late in games, right? Going into the the final, they'd scored in the final ten minutes of regular time six times in their five prior two games. So it was one of those uh, excellence and persistent excellence, something that the U.S. got to go back to basics, got to go retrain, and, yes, figure out a way to have more training camps. Just got to say it. They're not good enough. They're just not. That's how it goes in sports. When you you don't win because you're not good enough. There's no other reason. They suck. Twitter it. How about a fresca? Mike, it's Swollen Dome. Coming up next, we got more football, including a big suspension to get into. This is Fox. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 